Newsweek presents The Debate with Andrew Tolman. Everything 100% of the time, 24 hours a day is a negotiation. Ellis Hennigan. None of us have fallen for the notion that this is conservative. Amani wells on Yoha. I'm completely fed up with whether it's politicized or not. And Jeff Charles. That distracts us from actually rolling up our sleeves. The Debate starts now. So we had a World Cup. The women didn't do well. Comments about it being Megan Rapinoe's fault aside from former President Trump, which I thought were entirely off target. The the women got eliminated in the round of 16. They made a little shy of three and a half million dollars for the team. Two years ago uh, or a year and a half ago, whatever, uh, the men's team got knocked out in Cutter in the round of 16. You know, same exact result. And they made 13 million dollars for it. There was $440 million total in the pool of money for the men's cup. There was $150 million total in the pool for the women's cup. What's going to happen now is because of the revenue sharing agreement that they got together on last year is they pool the $16 million. They take out about two to cover the costs for the national team in general. And then they split $7 million to each women and men. And everybody's going to get the same amount of money, about $300,000 a player. That's the current deal. Now, if this had gone into place a couple of years ago when the the women won it all and the men didn't even qualify, same exact uh, calculus would have been applied and the paltry winnings that the women got for winning the World Cup would have been cut in half because the men would have been entitled to an equal share. Some would say that's a sign of progress and equality. And some myself would say that's outrageous. If the women won, they get the money. If the men didn't do well, they don't get the money. But of course, this is all designed to balance out the fact that women in sports get paid much less than men get paid in sports. So my question is, should women get paid the same as men by some kind of an agreement akin to either what uh, tennis has in place or what soccer currently has in place? Um, The short answer is yes. (laughs) Absolutely, because the level of dedication and athleticism that the women athletes have isn't any short of the men's other than their biology, right? So as far as the dedication, the years of practice that it takes, those the sleepless nights, the weekends that you don't get to have spending with your friends because you're so committed to this sport, they deserve the same type of reward and recognition as the men who are their counterparts points in the league so absolutely now when it comes to the soccer situation i see the the issue with as far as who's winning and who's losing and i really think that's kind of like the theme of this episode is like great idea poor execution like i see what you're trying to do i see why that makes sense to you in that moment but i can see the quote-unquote double standards as far as who the winners and losers are in a situation but just as far as women athletes as a whole they work just as hard they got to play just as many games they got to compete they got to win and this is their life and their livelihood so you know yeah they should be paid what the men are paid or they should be paid at least something comparable because particularly when you compare like the WNBA to the NBA, that is absurd. When I know a lot of people who are big Lisa Leslie fans, okay, the Dallas stars has a really good WNBA team. They got season t- seat ticket holder seats and all of that. So they have the support and maybe they don't have the budget quote unquote, because they're not on ESPN the same, or they might not have the same sponsorships that some of the male athletes have as far as Nike and the other brands, but I still think they deserve the same respect or close and they deserve their money too. (laughs) When I've always heard this issue debated, it was really based on how much money does each sport bring in? 
way more people watch the NBA and attend games than they do the WNBA. That's just the, the nature of the beast. So the money is generally going to go to the ones that produce more uh, for whatever reason. Steph Curry, $51 million. Not every NBA player is going to get that. It's really based on the value, the perceived value that the individual, or in this case, the sports organization brings to the table. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is tr- tragic that women in general don't make as much as men in this area. But the way capitalism works, the way business works is that ostensibly <laughs> the most of the money is going to go towards whatever is earning the, the most. Now, there may be other ways to make that more equal outside of just doing a blanket salary parity. But I mean, that's pretty much the way it is from the, the way I understand it. A third of the contributors, Ellis. <laughs> what do you think? Should we well, should women get paid the same in sports as men? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna slice and dice this one a little for you, and so you're gonna have to interpret what side I'm on. Cool. Uh, um, I sympathize with Jeff's analysis that this is raw capitalism, and that the league that's producing lots of fans and lots of TV revenues, and you know, those people are able to negotiate higher salaries for themselves, and uh, it's not a it's not a place where we're all equal, and the the worst player on the team makes a whole lot less than the best player of the team, Amani, even though the worst player probably tries just as hard and maybe just as nice a per- maybe a nicer person. I I don't know, but here's where I'm going to be with 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 Amani on this thing. It seems to me a little bit that. We've got to define what the term team means. You know, so, so if you look at the, the soccer players, if you think of the, the, the boys and the girls as all one team and there's some kind of wage that people make and, you know, some years one's going to do better and some years the other's going to do better, maybe there is an argument for equalizing it a little bit in a, in a team sport like that. But boy, when it comes to the, to the golfers and the tennis players and, uh, and maybe even some of the people on those other teams, uh, raw capitalism is going to, is going to win the day here. I'm afraid. Yeah. It's one of those interesting ones. When you think about the soccer team in particular, I, I think it's probably a poor analog for the professional sports players precisely because for the, you know, basketball, tennis, and golf that I was talking about a moment ago, because uh, on the national team, there's no pay differential, right? The top performers get the same as the bottom performers. It's just evenly split. And so there is no performance contract involved in that environment. Unlike I'm sure on, you know, the professional soccer teams that these people might play on in their private lives outside of the national team, where it's very much individual contracts. At least I assume so. I don't particularly know about soccer, but I assume so. So here's, um, here's the part where you get angry at me, Amani. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I can say it, uh, in a more palatable way, but, um, I'll take uh, I'll take uh, basketball as an example. Okay, Um, they're not playing the same sport. Men's basketball and women's basketball is not the same sport. There's one absolutely vital rule difference between the two. In the one, men can't play, and men are stronger, faster, have more endurance. They can jump higher. They can throw farther. They are physically and it's a physical contest they are physically more capable that's why you don't have women in the nba it's not because they're excluded i mean just like in golf women can play they just can't win women can play tennis on the men's side they just they can't compete against the men that same way so you've got a product here that is two different products even though it looks very similar right the men's basketball and women's basketball seems very similar the american public likes the men's product a lot and they've had more years it's fair to develop that product. It wasn't super successful in the beginning. It was a long time where the NBA didn't pay all that well. 
uh, the women's product that people don't want the same way. Now, maybe they need a little more time to catch up. Maybe they need better marketing. Maybe there's only so much share of ESPN you can have. But I look at it from a capitalist perspective that people want this product and they don't want that product as much. And so people get paid based on what they generate in terms of basically ad sales, right? That's the primary revenue generator. So I don't have a problem with a revenue gap in this particular area. I think that they are performing differently. No, absolutely not. That's and those are my very first. If y'all haven't, y'all can't see me on the podcast. I've been so slowly getting closer to this microphone as Andrew was talking because that is absurd. Okay, and women, we cannot help our biology. Is it our fault that we're not six foot nine and two hundred and ninety pounds? That's not our fault. But at the same, when I said the time, same about me. I'm five six. You know, how is that my fault? Exactly. Andrew, should you be paid less? No. Yes. At basketball. Yes. I should not be paid anything to play basketball. (laughs) No, 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 no. I feel like people use that as a cop out as far as the pay, because, yes, these are biological differences. Yes, they exist. But if ESPN and the powers that be wanted to invest in making women's sports more watchable, more exciting, if they wanted to promote it more, if they wanted to put a bigger budget behind it, there are, what, 51% of women in this country and versus, what, 49% of the population of U.S. being men? Women are a majority. So if they wanted to attract capitalist okay if y'all wanted to attract that audience it's right there for the taking but i feel like they just hide behind the fact that men's sports is already more popular and they do already have a bigger audience so why not just continue to feed into the audience that they already have at the same time some of the pay rates are criminal like okay the tennis ladies they are getting their coins they're they're getting paid relatively well just like some of the golf people but in when it comes to the WNBA those women are living off of like $36,000 a year sometimes like $50,000 a year so that at this point is just taking advantage i'm not saying they have to be making lebron james money but they can't get 100,000 they can't make 150 like at this point it's it's stealing well, Amani, don't, don't don't worry too much. Brittany Griner went over to Russia to make a million bucks, and look, that that worked out fine, didn't it? <laughs> long long run, maybe. As long as, You're canceled. As long as you don't, as long as you don't bring a certain plant to, to places. <laughs> Actually, I, I agree with the first part of what you were saying, Amani, and that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier when I was saying maybe there are some other ways to make uh, women's sports more profitable than just saying, oh, well, well let's just have. Uh, salary parity and just give everybody the same thing. I don't think that's the solution, but the solution is to market the, the WNBA better, the women's so- soccer team, to get more people interested. And if they wanted to, they could pour the resources into it. And I suspect that they haven't. And maybe because it's like you said, it's easier just to bank on men's sports because that's a product that you already know is going to sell rather than pouring resources into a product and you, you can't get guarantee 100% that it's going to produce. But still, I think that there is something to be said for that. I mean, I think that these these organizations could be pouring more resources into making women's sports something that more people want to consume. So I think there's a there's a a point to you guys. I don't know the answer to why is it you think that women have done better in tennis and in soccer? Am I right? Those are the two that they've done probably the closest to parity. I don't know as much about golf, but I, th- I think tennis, I think they've done fairly in- well in golf, but there's certainly not parity yet, but yeah, go ahead. But what is it? What is it about those sports that would be so much easier for women to make their way in than the, say the WNBA, because and everything Andrew, you said about female basketball players would be true about the tennis players or the soccer players. Wouldn't it? 
I think it's because those sports have their superstars. Like you can't not pay attention to tennis and women's tennis when Serena Williams exists. Like it's impossible to deny that level of athleticism. And so I think that may be the differentiator right there is because those sports were garnering more attention because they wanted to see somebody who was powerful like that play. So back in the 90s, I do remember the WNBA did have a little prime time when Lisa Leslie and them were all playing. This was like 20, 30 years ago, but they did have a time where they were getting a lot of national attention. And honestly, there's no time like the present because the new um, the LSU team has been getting so much attention. The LSU basketball team um, ladies, they've been getting attention and they've been getting some sponsorships. I think um, what's her name? Angel. She's like the um, the captain of that team. And she's got like a Nike sponsorship and she's making her coins now, which is something that the, the attention that the WNBA She's not even there yet. She's just a potential recruit, but it's attention that that sport hasn't had in a long time. So I think they just need to continue to invest in those type of opportunities, find those juggernauts, find those athletes that have that star power. And I bet they could start making more money again, not the millions, quadrillions, billions, but they could start getting more um, attention, more sponsorships, more coins coming into that side of the industry. And then the money might start going up and up and up, but they have to invest in that and they have to want that couple of um, interesting analogies here. One is in college sports, right? Like where football and basketball brings in all the money and then Title IX forces that money to be redistributed around to encourage as much female sporting as there is male sporting, a one-for-one team relationship. Um, the byproduct of that is you get a lot more women interested in sports. They go on sports scholarships, of course, to school. That makes school available for them. Uh, those are I mean, all good things. Um, the byproduct of that, though, is that you get a lot of men's sports get shoved in the club status because they can't make an equal amount happen. I played uh, club volleyball in college because, you know, we were too Title IX made it so we had to have even number of school, uh, even number of sports. So for men, soccer and volleyball was club sport only. Didn't get the same kind of support or funding, and you know that's a consequence. I think you have more men interested in sports than you have women interested in sports, and so the pool is larger. You have more uh, the structure designed around cultivating men in sports, so you're going to get better players for that reason anyway. Almani, I think I I probably agree with you that if we did more to cultivate women's interest in sports, um, we would probably get better performance than we get right now. We would probably get more women doing it than we get right now. I don't think it's ever going to be the same because I believe in biological differences between the genders. I, I mean, real important differences. And, and I'll give you an example of this. I said, volleyball was my sport, right? I love watching volleyball. I love playing volleyball. But if you give me a women's volleyball game playing on a shorter net because they're shorter people, okay? A women's volleyball Olympics, okay? The best of the world. Women's Olympic volleyball, men's Olympic volleyball. Now, I'm watching the men's match. It's faster, it's better, it's more entertaining as a product. And that's in spite of the fact that I have to watch men instead of being able to watch women playing it. I mean, it's just more interesting as a sport. And I think that's the basic reason that you have these numbers disparities, maybe not all the way across the board, but that's how I see it as a sort of a capitalist exercise. Isn't volleyball one of those sports? I mean, women dominate some parts of volleyball. I think high school volleyball is a much bigger game for for women than it is for men. Isn't it? it is. It's across the country, and men's volleyball is maybe some places. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And and I wonder just why it is that in some of these sports, you know, that has happened, and 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 not in others. I mean, we still don't have a, a female football league, do we? I think they do, but it's not getting the 
it's it's barely flying under the radar. Okay. And I think it's like the lingerie league. Or well, there was. <laughs> I didn't want to be the one to say it. There was that. <laughs> but do, but but also, I mean, do people want to watch women? run into each other with pads on we don't have that problem with men you know take boxing you know the male boxers make way more money than the female boxers you know why well i mean again i think there's just differences both culturally in what we want to see and also in terms of the product that's being uh, that's being performed in front of us I think that's also um, a benefit for us ladies just being smarter than y'all in general because we're not finna get a confession oh. and knock our heads around um, for no amount of money. Amen. So m- maybe that's the difference. Amani, I, I, I sympathize with you. I sympathize with the person who struggles and works and sacrifices and sweats and, you know, she just does it. And then she doesn't make the same amount of money. Um, but I think, well, you know, money comes in a capitalist system from a consumer. Uh, and ultimately, they're the ones calling the shots, so to speak. you would like to be a part of the debate, email us, thedebate at newsweek.com.